1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting
2: lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus... Happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity
1: Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after
2: Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now.
0: You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi everyone. If you're like me, once November hits, you're ready for the holidays.
1: That's why I'm so excited for the DIP's latest holiday podcast, The 12 Days of Christmas with Brian Moylan. In the episode you're about to hear, Brian talks with Olympic medalist Adam Rapun about the movie Elf, which is one of my personal favorites. They talk about all the best moments of the film, like when Buddy the Elf was creeping on his love interest in the shower and how the worst part of the movie is that Zoe Deschanel is blonde. And I completely agree. This is very overlooked. Um, So I hope you all enjoy it. And don't forget to subscribe to The 12 Gays of Christmas.
2: Welcome to the 12 Gays of Christmas, where the Three Kings bring you prep, lubes, and jockstraps. I am Dame Brian Moylan, and today I am here with Olympic medalist, Lutz inventor, memoirist, Quibby survivor, and all around excellent homosexual... It's my good Judy Adam Ripon. Adam <laughs> Ripon, Merry Christmas. Merry
1: Christmas. And uh, you know, thank you for in my resume putting in what I think is most important, which is quibby survivor.
2: Yes. You survived. I don't know that you ever made it onto Quibby, but I you did. Should've.
1: I did make okay. it. I did make it. Did any of us make it? But I did survive. Uh, you can say. I survived. I survived. That's all I know. The trauma still lives deep within me, as most Quibi survivors will say. But uh, here I am.
2: Do you sometimes have a 15 minute or less panic attack thinking about Quibi?
1: Yeah, I have about an eight minute or less. And and what's funny about my <laughs> panic attack is that it, it, if I'm laying down or if I switch my screen to vertical, <laughs> I still have that panic attack, which is really the the genius of, of it all.
2: Well, Adam, we are going to talk about your favorite Christmas movie in a moment, but first... Okay. Are you a Christmas person? Huge Christmas. I'm a very,
1: like, um I'm not really into much anything else than the holidays at the latter part of the year. When we get to October 1st, this is where something within me, the gasoline is lit, the fire is burning because I, in my house, have um, little pumpkin patches all throughout. I probably (laughs) bought maybe 300 pumpkins because this is where it begins. Because obviously pumpkin means fall. Which is an easy transition because the pumpkin can then stay out from October through November. Obviously, the Friday after Thanksgiving is where every pumpkin you own has to get thrown out immediately and you start decorating for Christmas, whatever that Friday is.
2: I appreciate your strength in waiting until the day after Thanksgiving. But I feel you with Halloween. I feel like Halloween Is the appetizer to Christmas as the entree? Like, you need to get your whistle wet, as it were, to get into the festive decorating season. But I, you know, I live in London and they don't really do Halloween or Thanksgiving. And so October 1st, they start on Christmas. It's like a slow roll up, but by November 1st, it is full-on holiday season. Is it... Okay, I'm actually quite jealous
1: because, obviously, I do love... Like, I love to, like, decorate for the holidays, but Christmas is my favorite one. So I I do feel this sort of juxtaposition of, like, I don't want the pumpkins here, but I realize that it's taboo. So what I'll do is I'll... I don't... I also, like... New Year is here. I allow myself the first week of January to indulge in still having the lights out. But then, like, we're at January 8th. it's all ha- it has to be put away.
2: That's what I love about you is that in your heart, you're a rule follower.
1: I am. I abide by the law, which the I'm contractually and
2: obligated by law to put everything away by January 8th. I have a feeling that your Christmas tree is not only immaculately decorated, but also themed.
1: (laughs) It is the theme. (laughs) (laughs) So everything needs to kind of match. Right. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you like how I, I do that. So everything is sort of this like champagne gold and white. And that's the theme throughout the house, which I think matches really well with the lights, which are like a warm tone. So everything yes. is in, like, a harmonious balance.
2: Do you also do outside decorations?
1: This is the first time I'm living in, like, a place that I have, like, outside access to. Because I lived in a high-rise right. before and I had an apartment before. And now I'm, like, in a in a townhouse. I'm slowly moving up the ranks. Um,
2: <laughs> Pretty soon she'll be in a ranch. All her <laughs> own, a bungalow, maybe.
1: Ha- yeah, exactly. Um, so... Now, this is my first, like, I'm dipping my toe into the outside decorations, which this is perfect for me. If I had, like, a a home, it would be too much. I'd be on a ladder. I'd be on a roof. I don't want to do that. So um, I do. But what my goal is here in my community of 13 different homes, okay, in my my townhouse community, which is called the villages, my goal here is— Does that make you a village person? It makes me the village idiot. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to create a current. What I want my neighbors to see is, fuck, we have to do something now, too. Right. So I embarrass them from the front, but the back is like all of our courtyards face the same area. I made sure that that was shameful to the rest of the neighbors that I would be the only one having decorations out and i don't i don't know what to tell you as of right now what has taken place but i do
2: know that they've noticed got it and we're hoping that there is a ripple effect based on the fact that oh adam put out decorations now we have to you know go to target and at least put up a inflatable santa claus or something right we at least need a wreath We need to get it
1: together because I can't, on my slight shoulders, hold the entire pressure of what decorating Christmas is all about.
2: So when you were skating competitively, it's obviously a winter sport. Would that conflict with Christmas a lot? So I think because of skating, this is why I don't really do like holidays.
1: Because a lot of them would coincide with like different events or like, you know, I would just not have the chance to celebrate them, which I don't really mind. Um, The only reason I think Christmas survived, kind of like me from Quibi, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think the only reason Christmas survived is because there was a decorating component to it. And so it was something I could do at home. And like, that was like my celebration.
2: Okay, got it. You know, I read a story in your EGOT award-winning memoir. (laughs) Yeah, beautiful on the outside about a really awful Christmas that you had as a youngster and a very awful Christmas present. Would you like to share that story with our listeners?
1: Um, I would love to. Um,
2: Thank you. So
1: uh, thank you for reading my memoir. (laughs) Girl, reading your memoir. (laughs) Yeah. It was, yeah. It's, um, Brian, I don't know if everybody knows, but I guess everyone will know now. Brian helped me write the book, which was an amazing process. So Brian actually knows more about me than I probably even remember telling him. But... I know a lot.
2: We went through we went through the photos on your phone together. So,
1: yeah, which is a true bonding experience. So yeah, so it's this this true. story about Christmas is um one year um so I wasn't spending I'll I'll I'll, I'll like preface it with that I wasn't at home very often and I didn't really ask for anything for Christmas and my dad knew that I skated and I think that was about it and (laughs) uh, and he knew I was alive so he decided that the best thing for me to have as a 13 year old possibly um, was an extra 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 large sweater vest (laughs) which in retrospect still is not a It's still a bad idea,
2: I think. I mean, I can't imagine what designer would be able to make that for you to pull it off.
1: I can tell you the designer that made it where I couldn't pull it off, and it was whomever is in charge of the designs at the famous luxury boutique Five Below. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> I don't even know what a five below is.
1: Oh, it's like a dollar below store. Five dollars. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Which Got for it. the first part of my life, I thought it was like everything was made for cold weather, which I mean, it, <laughs> it, this sweater vest was made of the thinnest cotton, synthetic cotton I've ever whoa, felt. Whoa, cotton. cotton, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, my father and mother live near like an outlet mall and they love to go to the outlet mall. And my father loves a bargain. Both my parents are accountants. They're very frugal people. And my father loves a bargain and he loves to go to the outlet mall and he'll get things. And his, unicorn is what he calls single digits and that means the price was below ten dollars and you'll be like oh my god i love that shirt and he'll be like single digits and it's like a brag like single digits i'm like oh my god single digits wait that's actually really
1: kind of like iconic language to be used single digits
2: Single digits, yeah. So next time you go and buy yourself a big gulp, think to yourself, single single digits, digits.
1: yeah. I will.
2: That's act. I really love that idea. I don't think the I can. Can you buy anything for single digits anymore? I mean, barely. Like gum is eleven (laughs) dollars, at least on sale. I know. (laughs) I know. Who knows how much things cost, girl? I just tap my credit card. It could be ten dollars. It could be ten cents. I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? So last. Christmas, you were with your partner JP in Finland. How was Finnish Christmas compared to American Christmas? Okay, so I will say
1: here in America, my home country, I love Christmas because it's over the top. And Mm -hmm. I think everything like American is over the top sort of naturally. We love it big. We love it grand. We love it loud. In Finland, uh, they're a more conservative culture. Uh, The people are just Mm -hmm. like more subdued. And what I didn't realize was that like Christmas over there, it's like, you know, of course, like we're we're, like, I'm from a place where we dress a man in a red velour tracksuit and have (laughs) him like run around singing songs, making toys. But in Finland, it's like the time of year where we reflect on um, everyone we lost Which I wasn't prepared for. Because, you know, I think that we're going to go around singing, like, um, Oh, Holy Night to the neighborhood. Right, in Finnish. In Finnish, which I was willing to learn every lyric. And what I didn't realize is that we would be going to the cemetery and we'd be crying over people, which I, yeah, I was crying because I didn't know what was going on. And it was so overwhelmingly sad. I was truly, like, mouth agape. I couldn't believe how sad it was. And that was, like, the overwhelming theme of Christmas of, like, we wow, we kind of miss everyone that's dead now. And I didn't love it. And when I was telling JP about it, he was like, oh, yeah, it's a, like, it's a sad holiday here. And I was like, oh, my God, that's terrible. I miss my <laughs> seven-foot fake tree.
2: Girl, wait till you move to America. You are in for a rude (laughs) awakening. Yeah, you better hold those crocodile
1: tears back because you need to be smiling for one month straight.
2: So, Adam Rippon, we are here to talk about your favorite Christmas movie today. And would you like to share with the people what that is? Yeah, it'd
1: be my honor. Um, My favorite Christmas movie among, you know, I like so many Christmas movies. But my favorite one is Elf. Uh, Why are you going, uh? Because I feel like that's a basic answer, but it's the truth. And I came here to, you know, speak the truth.
2: I am going to say there is one thing that recommends Elf highly amongst all other Christmas movies. And it is, it is a brisk 90 minutes. Yes,
1: absolutely. Really, Elf is the perfect Christmas film. It is the right amount of time. It holds the correct number of carols. Um, Yes. It's located in New York, which that's a really big, important part of every Christmas movie that has to happen in New York because famously, New York is the epicenter of Christmas.
2: Yes. I, I I mean, I think New York's kind of the epicenter of everything, but definitely of Christmas.
1: Absolutely of Christmas.
2: Listen, I don't even know if F.A.O. Schwartz is still around.
1: It is not you know we lost R. a good P. one and i that's what i should have been crying about in finland is that we, we lost an fao schwartz can
2: i tell you a story about fao schwartz i'd be i'm dying I once um hooked up with a nice gentleman. <laughs> I have to go. and <laughs> I, Scandalized. And, you know, we're like done. And we're, you know, I like brought him home from a bar or something. And we're like hanging out in bed. And I'm like, oh, what do you do for a living? And he's like, oh, I work at FAO Schwartz. And I was like, oh, do you do the dance on the giant keyboard? Piano, yes. You know, like from Big? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, actually, I do. How did you know that? And I was like... <laughs> I didn't, but when are you working next? Because <laughs> I'm coming. So I went to go see him dance on, and you know, it was like every hour on the hour, whatever, he would do the like dance number on the piano at, at wow, big with another person. That, yeah. you know, that's
1: really, at least, why can't, I wish F.A.O. Schwartz could be the Christmas version of a spirit Halloween because <laughs> it yes. at least should be a pop-up shop. Like, it's really, a, it's, like, very ingrained in our culture. It's not fair.
2: Can I tell you another story? Please. How will you top that one? Oh, I did top that one. <laughs> um, zing! Um, so I hooked up with a nice gentleman in Fire Islands. And, you know, we had like a hot tub makeout, and he was a little person. And, you know, then we're chatting, and I'm like, what do you do for a living? And he says, oh, I play one of the elves in the Radio City Music Hall Christmas Spectacular. Okay. Now I actually do have to go. I actually do. Anyway, sorry I had to take you on, like, Brian Moylan's Christmas sexual history. (laughs) I am going to tell you some facts about Elf for the listeners at home. Uh, The movie came out in 2003, the same year as Love Actually. It was directed by John Favreau, who directed Swingers and Iron Man and a bunch of other mediocre shit. And it was written by David Bierenbaum. He originally wrote the script in 1993, and it was very dark. And it was initially gonna be a vehicle for Chris Farley. And then it was gonna be a vehicle for Jim Carrey and then neither of them did it. And finally, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay got their hands on the script, rewrote it considerably to make it funnier and lighter. And we have the movie that we know and love today. His father, who's played by James Caan in the movie was originally gonna be played by Gary Shandling, but he turned the role down. And Wanda Sykes was going to play the manager of the department store Santa realm, Uh, but she also backed out at the last minute. This was Will Ferrell's first post-Saturday Night Live movie, and I think perhaps his best movie. And it was made for $33 million and made $223 million at the box office, so a big hit. And it currently has a 74% on rotten tomatoes wow that's what's up with elf do you know
1: the darker version of elf
2: i was trying to think how could this be darker it's like he was an elf but then he's really bitter and he wants to come back and kill his father like or do you think that like
1: his father was his father died or something
2: I mean, he's already an orphan in the movie, and they just say, like, oh, and your mother passed away. And I'm like, girl, we can't get a little aside to what was up with the mother that she gave up a baby and then died? Yeah.
1: I know. I guess that is, in itself, you could say dark.
2: Yeah. It's a little SVU episode, considering that it's a Christmas movie. And then, like, no one speaks of it again. He never thinks, like, oh, I wish my mom was here. He's just... Obsessed with his dad. Yeah, we've just so. kind of...
1: We just moved past it immediately. Which I guess would, I do appreciate.
2: Would you like to walk the people
1: through the plot of Elf? Um, I would. I haven't watched it, I guess, in about a year. So this is going to be a bit rusty. You, you're going to have to help okay. me through... How, wh- how does he get to the... How does he get to New York again? So
2: he walks. He
1: walks. From... The North Pole? The North
2: Pole. Right. He walks. Okay. Okay. So And he, he gets attacked by a raccoon in the face. So he was in an orphanage. He crawls into Santa's sack. And Santa brings Who him hasn't. back to the North Pole. Right. Right. And <laughs> Santa brings him all the way back to the North Pole because he wasn't reaching in the sack for presents all night and what and was like, Oh, there's a baby in here. He just totally ignored the baby. And so the baby is a human baby being raised by elves in the North Pole right
1: okay okay yes 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 okay so he eventually makes it to new york and it seems that he finds his father who is a trump donald trump-like character
2: i will definitely say, a trump voter
1: if not yes if not a trump-like character definitely voted for trump um, but, but I, to give you a kind of context of what his personality is like, didn't tell anyone and probably wore an <laughs> I'm with her button, but did yes. vote for Trump. That is absolutely the energy of like, I'm with her quiet, quiet, quiet vote for Trump. This is the vibe. Yeah.
0: Mr. Hobbs, it's me on the intercom. Go ahead. Yeah. I think someone sent you a Christmas gram. Dad. I, I walked all day and night to find you. You look like you came from the North Pole.
2: <laughs> exactly where I came from.
0: Santa must have called you. Oh, yeah, sure. He uh, just got off the cell phone with me. You did? So go on. Go on with what? Well, I, are you going to sing a song or something, or can I just go back to work? A song? Uh, yeah. Anything for you, Dad. Um, I, uh, I'm I'm here with my dad, and we never met, and he wants me to sing him a song. (laughs) And um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born. So I'm here now. I found you, daddy. And guess what? I love you. I love you.
1: I love you. Wow. That was weird. So then he starts, I guess he shows up at his... Uh, biological father's
2: workplace um, with a photo of his dead mother and the father from when they're in high school and the father's played by James Caan and in the photo he's supposed to be in high school he looks about 35 but he can all the way get it like he looks so hot in this picture I would have his baby and put it up for adoption and then die right which is what the mother did (laughs) and, right, so. <laughs> right, Because I get it, sister. Right, I'm here with you.
1: Because she was in high school, and he was a senior in high school at 35. And she goes, I have to die now. And I have to put this baby <laughs> in a bag. And so after this happens, the father kind of has no choice, I guess. Or he has some moral obligation where Buddy the elf, played by Will Ferrell then shows up at the house, which kind of leads to a funny series of like events happening. And this funny series of events is sort of like, um, he wants to make breakfast for everyone, which obviously he's only lived in the North Pole. He doesn't know any better. And he makes the famous, I think Christmas meal because of this movie would be spaghetti and maple syrup. With candy on top. With candy on top. Then we get to the part in the movie where he hears that like Santa is gonna be at the mall. Right? At Macy's. Is it at Macy's? Uh,
2: They call it Gimbal's, but it's supposed to be Macy's. So when he goes to meet his father initially, the father's like, you're fucking crazy. Get out of here. And he goes to Gimbal's dressed as an elf, and they think he works there. So he ends up with a job at Macy's kind of by accident. Right. And then he hears, like, (laughs) Santa's coming tomorrow, and he gets all excited that Santa's coming to Gimbal's. So... Then he
1: decides that Santa's coming. He wants to really impress Santa. So he stays at the mall after closing and does all of these things that he obviously learned in the North Pole, where he makes like these beautiful like um, snowflake garlands. He lights up the entire store. It really looks incredible. And we have to kind of give it up to Will Ferrell, who I assume probably did this himself. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't put it past him. So then we kind of get to the point where like he's done. He's goes to the restroom, the employee locker room. And um, this is where we meet our female counterpart.
0: Are you enjoying the view? You are very good at decorating that tree.
1: Why are you messing with me? Did Krumpa put you up to this?
0: I'm not messing with you. It's just nice to meet another human who shares my affinity for elf culture. I'm just trying to get through the holidays. Get through? Christmas is the greatest day in the whole wide world. Please stop talking to me.
2: It's Zoe Deschanel and... Who is unrecognizable in this film? So I have a question for you and there is a right answer. What is the worst part of Elf? Is what I'm about to get to. It's
1: like the uh, the like kind of peeping Tom-ish part of like this scene. Is this correct? Am I right or am I wrong?
2: No, you are incorrect. The worst thing about Elf is that Zoe Deschanel is a blonde. Okay unrecognizable because unrecognizable
1: i only know and i truly like this is the very like this is like um the superman effect like the clark kent effect where if she's not (laughs) wearing glasses i don't know who she is she could be any bitch off the street she could be in my house singing and i'd be like you know that's lovely but sweetheart you need to go and she'd be like, "I'm Zoe de Chanel," <laughs> and I'd be like, "Yeah, we're all
2: Zoe de Chanel. You gotta leave." You are correct. She is proving the Clark Kent works in that you take off her glasses, you give her a blonde wig, and she could have murdered a hundred people and be on the run. And you'd be like, "Zoe, who? I have no clue who you are." Exactly. And the only reason I know and guessed Zoe de Chanel
1: was because of the voice of her yes. singing voice, because her singing voice is very like. You know, rustic kind of Nora Jones-ish. Yes. So really, I'd better scurry. Well, maybe just a half a drink more. You know, right now in my mind, I'm thinking of like, um, Will Ferrell is sort of like in the shower room where she is because yes. she's. You have to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm kind of. I'm going out on a limb. She's kind of hitting hard times, so she gets into work early to take a shower there.
2: Yes, her water has been turned off. So That's she's right. showering in the employee, in the ladies' changing room at Gimbals. And Buddy the Elf has stayed up all night decorating, hears her singing, and comes in. Well, and weird enough, so the scene is already creepy in that he's sitting in the women's bathroom. She's singing what is perhaps the creepiest and rapiest of all Christmas carols, which is Baby It's Cold Outside, right. but just the lady part. So she's singing. One part of a duet, and then Buddy starts singing the boy part of the duet, and then she's like, wait, why is there a dude in the ladies' locker room? I'm about to be murdered. Baby, it's cold
0: outside. Get out! Don't look at me! Get
1: out! I will say, like, you know, Buddy the Elf, he doesn't know any better. But I think right. the part of this that I don't like is that the baby, it's cold side of it of it all. Which yeah. is unfortunately a catchy tune, but it's yeah. really weird when we hear it, like, out now. Because it sounds like a Jeffrey Epstein trial <laughs> notes. Like, it doesn't yes. sound good. Like, it sounds really terrible.
2: So I was reading that initially she, her character wasn't supposed to sing in the movie, but then John Favreau found out that she could sing, and so they changed the script around so that she would be a singer.
1: Which is... Fabulous, because
2: it's the only
1: recognizable thing of Zoe Deschanel. So you can't take, exactly. you can't, don't take her voice away. Then, um, it's the next day. They kind of clear up this altercation. It's an accident, whatever. She's like, leave me alone, sort of. Right. So Santa, quote unquote, Santa, comes to the mall. And this is where Buddy is having an issue. Because Buddy, obviously raised in the North Pole knows what the real Santa looks like, and he knows that this isn't the real Santa, and causes a huge scene at Gimbel's. Attacking the Santa. Attacking the Santa. Holding a hand through this, they have to call Buddy's biological father at his office to come get Buddy or something along those lines?
2: Yeah. So he gets arrested and has them call his father to bail him out of jail. And at this point, the father is sufficiently guilty... Um, because his wife, Mary Steenburgen, who is also in Happiest Season, the lesbian Christmas movie, so mm-hmm. she's a Christmas movie icon, has been like, oh, it's so great you have another child. And so he goes to rescue Buddy and brings Buddy home with him, even though Buddy is possibly a crazy person. Right, a felon, you could say. I mean, he was just in jail <clears throat> in his elf outfit, yes. Right, <laughs> right.
1: At this point, Buddy's trying to now assimilate to work culture. So yes. he's always had this like bright side energy, very happy-go-lucky, and he decides he wants to dim his light. Um, yes. So he starts working at the mailroom at his father's company. Obviously, the famous kind of trajectory of I started in the mailroom and I made it up here kind of path That I think now his, like, biological father wants him to have. Albeit, Will Ferrell is at least 40 years old,
2: starting in the mailroom. And, of course, he's, like, so delightful and charming that he charms all the felons that are working in the mailroom. And Walter, his father, played by James Caan, works at a children's book publisher. And they need a big new children's book. And so they get Peter Dinklage to come in to pitch it. And so Buddy goes out on a date with Jovi, who's Zoe Deschanel. They go out on a date, which I found weird because he's standing in his elf suit and he's about to ask Zoe Deschanel out and we can see his junk at the best of times. And I can only imagine the transformation that his junk is doing while he's talking to Jovi. And he probably could have been arrested for that. Just for that,
1: yeah. Which I will say is sort of the power and the necessity of a dance belt
2: underneath tights. <laughs> yes, I mean under every good skater's uniform too, I'm sure, because yeah. nothing every, is every, as exciting it. Yeah,
1: every good skater. Cuz there yes.
2: when I wasn't a good skater,
1: um I absolutely you could have drawn my penis from memory. You could see it through my pants so well. Have I ever shown you some of those pictures where I'm just like skating and it's just like literally like it looks like a hieroglyphic
2: or something it
1: is truly horrible
2: i have never seen this picture but i was suspicious why the russian judge was always giving you a 10 at such a young age it was <laughs> right because i was, I was at like, full salute i was at full salute yeah so he goes out with jovi comes in the next day he and he's in love and he busts into his father's office and he interrupts this pitch with peter dinklage because he thinks he he is obviously a little person. He is not a singing little person. So that means the only other job he can have is a children's book writer. And so he calls him an elf and they get in a fight. And James Caan is like, I wish you were never here. Like get out of my life. And he goes to throw himself off the George Washington bridge or something, or (laughs) walk home to the North pole. Who could say, right. And he sees Santa's sleigh going down in central park.
1: Right. And so, At this point, this is where we learn that the thing that powers Santa's sleigh is Christmas spirit. And something in 2003 is the year where famously Christmas spirit was kind of dampened. If If we really look back, there was a lack of it. And they really address it in this
2: film. That is because Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas came out in 2000 and ruined Christmas for a whole generation of children. Yeah, I which I will say the... is
1: another great Christmas movie. <laughs> it's part of the lexicon um, of like what we need, and I'm, I'm, I'm honestly I'm glad that he did not play this part in Elf because if I think if he played this part in Elf, I think he would have done an amazing job, but we wouldn't have two Jim Carrey movies be in like the the canon Christmas of canon. Christmas.
2: Yes, absolutely. Oh, and we are discussing. Jim carries the Grinch in a later episode with Danny Pellegrino. So everybody uh strap in because we're going for it. But so he has to get Christmas cheer up to power the sled so that Santa can go and fly and deliver all the presents.
1: This is when um NBC eleven or whomever. Um, no,
2: it was New York One, my York won. favorite channel. <laughs> yes. Yes. So New York One. Oh my
1: god. They find the sleigh, which has crashed in Central Park. Sweetheart, can you tell me what you saw falling out of the sky? It was Santa's sleigh! (laughs) Santa's sleigh, well, there you have it. Santa's in Manhattan. And Buddy is really trying to, like, get everyone in Christmas spirit, but we don't know how. What we do know now um, is that two really amplify Christmas spirit, the best way to do that is through song and dance. Yes. We really need all of New York to sing, but I mean, it's 2003. We don't really- You can't make a viral TikTok. No. And and you can't post on social media that we need everyone to sing. So this has to be kind of like an in-person event, which one of the last ones we've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So the only person that's believing Buddy is Zoe Deschanel. And so Zoe doesn't want to do this, but she will for the greater good. And because she does, I think she has, a, uh, she has a lot of feelings for Buddy at this point. Because I think he's the first, you know, he's not a liar. He's not a cheat. He's not like the other guys she's dated. Um, and so she decides that she's going to start singing a Christmas song.
2: And Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Very on the nose. Very on the nose.
0: You better watch out. You better not cry you better not pout.
1: I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming
0: to town.
1: And then we can kind of see like the meter in the sleigh of like how much power and like resilience this sleigh has we see it like flicker. Yes. And then there's this really beautiful part where Will Ferrell's biological father, he starts singing. Obviously, this is a domino effect of, like, everyone in Central Park throughout New York starting to sing. The sleigh then kind of accumulates this power that it's not seen in years. Not since
2: the initial airing of the Charlie Brown Christmas special in 1965. So obviously then... The sleigh lifts up into the air. And this is where everyone is like,
1: oh, my God, this changes. This kind of changes everything because all of Central Park has seen the real Santa. They've seen the sleigh. Yes. And I'm not even sure if New York One got this on film or not.
2: I feel like they, they didn't. didn't quite. But the the woman, Charlotte is her name, who's the New York One anchor, sees it. And she, like, really believes. And there's also Will Ferrell's half-brother, Michael gets santa's book with his list of what everybody wants and he goes out in front of the camera and says sally you want a skateboard and billy you want an xbox and she says oh and charlotte who's the news anchor you want your husband you want your boyfriend to propose and stop dragging his feet and be a man already (laughs) and she's like how did you know what's going on (laughs) yeah and then everyone starts to believe buddy of course saves christmas gets back together with his family him and jovi have a baby. Right. In you know, the North Pole. Everyone's happy. Well, now that we have talked through the plot of Elf, we are going to take a little break and then we're going to be back in a minute with Adam Ripon to talk more about this Christmas classic.
0: You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy, homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an s.com.
2: Hello and welcome back to the 12 Gays of Christmas. I am Dame Brian Moylan. I am here with noted Quibi survivor, Adam (laughs) Riffon. And we are talking about Elf, a very funny movie. Do you have a favorite funny moment in Elf? I think my favorite part is absolutely the mall.
1: Where it's like before yeah. the fake Santa comes and there's all the decorations and everything, because that's my gig. My gig is getting the decorations. Yes. This is truly kind of what inspired me to decorate because we take this faux Macy's and we really turn it into something special. And um that's that's always my goal wherever I am is to turn something into the North Pole.
2: I also love that part because I am also into decorating. And while rewatching this movie again in preparation of talking. To you today, it was funny how I realized I realized two things. One is that I love that this movie both takes Christmas seriously and ironically at the same time. So it's like Santa is real, but they're building etch sketches and like mm-hmm. game consoles. They're not <laughs> just building little like rocking horses or whatever the fuck they're building in Rudolph the Red Nosed there. Right. and. So, like, Santa is real, but people don't believe in him. And Buddy is real. but it, it And so it, it kind of wants to have its cake and eat it, too. But I'm into that. It's a very good vibe for a modern Christmas movie. The other thing I love is that basically this movie treats Buddy's elfness like he is was in a cult. It's like he yeah. comes back from the North Pole. He's wearing this crazy outfit with his D in it. He eats all these crazy foods. He has all these crazy beliefs and they basically have to deprogram buddy. It's like buddy was a scientologist and Leah Remini <laughs> finally got her hands on him and <laughs> you know, is trying to get him back into society.
1: I think um I also love like when I watch it now, um the blind faith of his biological father, the his wife of how she really wants to see this through. When really if we kind of, you know, Pick it apart. This is an adult man coming into yes. like a home with a child in it and we're just kind of like glazing over that. Um Right. The which, fact
2: that he should have been institutionalized because right. he sounds crazy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Adam Ripon, I feel like it might be time to play a little game. Do Please. you think you want to play a game?
1: I do. I always do.
2: Well, I know that you are a RuPaul's Drag Race super fan. Yes. I know you have been a guest judge on the show. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play some clips for you. Okay. Christmas songs by the RuPaul's Drag Race queens, people who have been on RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. And you are going to guess which queen it is. Okay.
1: I'll say that I know my queens really well from like season 10 down. I think I started to get a bit overwhelmed once we got to like season 12, 13. So too many countries, too many seasons. Okay, but I'm ready. I'm
2: ready. 100% agree. I think we're all previous to 10, so you should be good. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Here's the first one.
1: Okay, is it Willem? That is actually RuPaul herself. <laughs> Trick question! Oh my god. Okay, uh, yeah, duh. I do know. Obviously, I get Willem and RuPaul confused. I mean, so easily. Close.
2: close. Um, that was called Hastings hey, is Christmas. And now we're going to play the next track for you. Okay, I'm fucked. The kids are playing with these things called dreidels, and I'm like, oh my god, I love Dr. Dre, and they just looked at me kind of weird. And then their parents gave them these gold coins, and I'm like, oh my god, I love money. I love Hanukkah. Then it's Yaya gave me a glass of man wine, and I was like, oh my god, I love it. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. She's nodding her head. She's nodding her head. This is detox that is detox it's called this is how we Jew it it's a song about hanukkah love it all right next one okay if she gets mouthy.
1: when the po-po comes Okay, I'm gonna t- let me tell you like the the path I went down with this. Okay. At-, at first, it sounds like Roxy Andrews, but I know that she's not putting out Christmas music.
2: No. I think it's Shangela. Shangela is featured on this track, but it's not Shangela. Let me give you a little hint. Okay. Purse first, purse first. Walk into the room, purse first. That's Bob. That is Bob the drag queen, and it feat. Feet, Shangela, and it is a song called Decaho. <laughs> uh, what, what else would you want to do during the holidays? Exactly. Decaho. <laughs> okay. Next one. Okay.
1: Is it Alaska?
2: It is Alaska. Oh, and it's wow. "Every Day Is Christmas" by Alaska. Uh, honestly,
1: I really deserve to be like roasted to death for not doing, the, not getting the RuPaul at the beginning because I, because <laughs> I, I know that
2: one. You have a chance to redeem yourself with this next clip.
1: Okay, go for it. <laughs>
2: Christmas Kwanzaa is that the lyric <laughs> it's the song is called Christmas Hana Kwanzaika, and okay. it is about celebrating all the winter holidays <sighs> okay is, is it Kennedy Davenport
1: I know she doesn't make music I should just leave it is Ginger Minch no
2: yeah I shit you not
1: why is she putting out music
2: here I love a ginger <laughs> midge Here is an easier one for you Okay you sh- I hope you can get this one
1: Okay I do love ginger midge too By the way I want that on the
2: record Noted On the twelfth day of Christmas My true love gave to me Twelve swollen kidneys valve tricks, Prescription Ten corpses Cackling Nine free back
1: Listings Harpies For real Seven oh. shots of nargen Six slavic semen
2: Four pregnant piglets, three roasted meat chunks, two Bob Ross paintings, and ten pounds of ravioli.
1: This is Katya.
2: This is Katya's twelve days of Christmas. The video is worth watching. It stars a shirtless Jerry O'Connell. Just for the record. All right, that's that's what All I'll right. be doing right after this. And we have one more. I hope you get it. Send me what
1: I want for Christmas. Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, too. Gonna get me naughty listed with a holy pick from
2: you. Sexy selfies in ring light. Cropped and filtered, that's all right. Maybe some face tune. All I want for Christmas is new.
1: I want to say it's Roxy Andrews. Oh, you're wrong.
2: It. <laughs> I'm backing up Rethink that Rethink
1: that It is Someone who's Struggling Holding a note Do I have a lifeline?
2: She is In The All Stars Drag Race Hall of Fame Is this Trixie? It is Trixie Mattel Wait That's honestly
1: Really surprising to me Because Trixie Has a nice voice That I don't feel like
2: This sounds like her It does not It's her Christmas song All I want for Christmas Is nudes Which is Really Kind of genius it is genius. Maybe
1: with enough eggnog, after New Year's, we can talk. But until we do, all I want for Christmas is new.
2: Adam Ripon, do you think Elf is a queer Christmas movie?
1: Absolutely. And I was going to say this earlier just the overall kind of um, hopeful nature of the movie is queer in essence, I think. The optimistic point of view that, like, one, it's queer to be not accepted by your father. Yes.
2: Twice. I mean, welcome. At that, <laughs>
1: twice. At, at that point, twice. It is queer to have a troubled relationship with your parents. So I think just in that sense, yeah, this is a this is absolutely a, uh, a part of the queer canon of Christmas movies.
2: It is queer to have a bunch of talents that no one appreciates until they're really <laughs> fucked. And then they're like, please save Christmas. And you're like, fine girl. Again, again, <laughs> again.
1: Oh my God. A bunch of talents. No one appreciates that I'm actually throwing up. That is very funny. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Adam Rippon, thank you so much for coming to talk to us today. Tell the people where they can find you on Quibi.
1: You can find me on Quibi, which is six feet under, so <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on social media the famous social media um, I'm at, at a Rip on Instagram and at Adam Rippon on Twitter and you can catch me on MTV on Messiness so, whatever floats your boat, babe
2: Adam, thank you so much for being here. I also want to give a quick thank you to everyone who has subscribed, rated, and reviewed 12 Days of Christmas. Since this is our first episode, you probably haven't yet, so go do that. What are you waiting for, jerks? And be sure to check out our other podcasts from The Dip, including Hot Off the Mess with Samantha Bush, Morgan's Pop Talks, Exposed, Dragged Out, and so many more. Visit thedip.com where you can find more pop culture commentary and analysis. That's The Dip with two P's The second is for pointless games of RuPaul's Drag Race Christmas songs. (laughs) And follow them on Instagram at The Dip. And of course, you can find me, Dame Brian Moylan, at Brian J. Moylan. Everywhere books are sold. And we will see you next episode. Merry Christmas. The shitter is full.